Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the one and only Mr. Jonathan Twanley. How you doing, sir? I'm doing really well, Michael, and I'm just extremely jealous of your background. I got, I got to step up my game here. Especially now that I got a new computer with a really good camera and everybody can see just like how messy my office is. <laughs> yeah, if you can um, tell, uh, I like color. So yeah, yeah. it's great. It looks it's beautiful. I got I got I got I got to up my game here. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, hey Jonathan, uh there's a, there's some articles going around about Wall Street private equity hedge funds just just that collection of really really rich and powerful folks. Uh, kind of upping their game in the residential single family area. Uh, I think there was an article uh, from, I wish I remembered the firm, but I have forgotten, talking about Wall Street potentially owning 40% of single family home rentals by 2030. I will with yeah. rehold my opinion, but uh, I know you've seen articles like that. Um, how does that hit you? Does that seem feasible? You know, what's well, that feel like? Yeah, I mean, not of so to, just to be clear, not thirty percent or forty percent of single family homes, but of single family home rentals. Rentals, yeah. So yes. let's just yeah. say, let's say it's seventy thirty, right? Seventy percent owner rock, they would be forty percent of the thirty. So it'd be right. whatever that is, somewhere around ten to fifteen percent of all homes of total market. Yes, yeah, correct. Yes, I, I mean, listen, I, I actually don't think that that is implausible, correct? Um, yeah. Because you know, the the vast amount of money that is out there looking for a home, you know, and looking for yield, it, it needs to find somewhere to go. And Correct. and single family homes, you know, single family home rentals uh, are a growing category. I I know, for instance, I have a, a friend who I used to serve on a board with, who is a loan originator at Ackman Ziff. It's one of the biggest you know loan originators in the country. He told me last time we spoke, uh, which was a few months ago, that in the past year, most of his business was lending to private equity funds to buy single family homes or build to rent single family homes. Yeah. Right. That was, that's the flavor of the month for private equity. I mean, it has been for quite some time now. Um, they love that space. And I, I think what you're going to be seeing is an increasing number of build for rent, build to rent projects yep. being built for with the intention of selling to private equity, if not essentially being built on contract mm-hmm. for for private equity. Oh yeah, I think um, they're going to go on contract. Like hey, yeah, yeah, and uh, and mobile home parks as well. If you include that in the category of single family homes, I, I know um, of investors who are are now basically exclusively doing land plays mm. to sell to private equity, kind of like. The private equity doesn't want to get involved in the land piece of it because they see that it's too risky, but yeah, they do want to get involved in all that. Yeah. yeah. But they do want to get involved in the construction phase. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole business that's developed of simply entitling land uh, and doing the planning and approvals for the specs 
that private equity wants for mobile home parks and then flipping it to private equity as kind of like a done for you deal. And then they just come in and they just pay the pay for it to be built. Right. And they, yeah. they, they get a better cap rate by doing it that way. Right. But so I think I think this is I think this is um absolutely a trend that we're going to see. Uh, and I think it's it's going to be, um, you know, there the one thing I think is that's holding private equity back is the inefficiency of buying individual houses. Correct. Right. It's just it's just hard for them to do, which, which I think is why they're going to focus more and more on this like these communities that they where they can just go and do it 100 200 300 homes at a time i think so too um, yeah and i think that's going to really crowd out a lot of the smaller developers right because or, or or the smaller investors right but the smaller developers too you're going to wind up with the bigger land players who are connected to the private equity companies who can go out and you know buy the raw land mm -hmm. permit it get the approvals done for big big projects like this especially you know, in, in places like Texas, where you still have like big open tracts of land that can yeah. be purchased. Um, and I think you'll just see that this kind of machine developing. So the smaller investors are going to have to go and find those cracks and niches and small infill in, projects infill and, lots, yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that, where they can, they can do this. And, and, and you know, uh, so yeah, I, mean, I, I, I absolutely see this as, uh, as li likely to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty interesting because again I think there's a lot of lot of things cross currents going on. Uh, we talked earlier. I think the 2023 economy is going to be bad. It's going to be particularly bad for builders, right? I think I think builders drop 50. percent But what does that mean in this context? Well, I suspect there are going to be builders who are already doing build for rent. You can actually go look at Lennar and Pulte and Toll. They're actually in their earnings announcements, and yeah, they may have only been doing two or three percent of their builds for private equity. Uh, well, if it's unaffordable to buy a new home as an owner oc because rates are seven, guess who might still be a buyer, right? Private equity. So, I it would not shock me if you know new home builders were doing two percent in twenty twenty two and they're doing eight percent, uh, you know, next year. Uh, yeah. I think th I think that's that's wise. The the one thing that is interesting is going to be politics, frankly. I don't know if you've noticed this, but Airbnb and VRBO is kind of under attack in a lot of cities. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, limiting number, uh, you know, homes and just they're under attack. Right. It got it's taking single families off the market for, you know, everyday users. Uh, I actually see uh, politicians getting very uh, antsy if they see a big run up. So I actually don't think they get anywhere close to 40 percent of single family rentals, frankly, because of D.C., not that. You know, I'm a huge proponent of it, but I, I'm just realistic, right? 40% owned by, you know, of all single family rentals owned by, you know, the big bad Wall Street private equity. But I don't see that happening. But I think it's, I think if it does happen again, it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be evenly, evenly distributed across the country. True. Right. So I think it's going to, you may wind up in like Texas with like 60 or 70% of single family True. homes that you know for the rental market being right. owned by private equity because they'll just go and continue to build these massive right. for rent communities right and um whereas i think in california like places where the, you're already basically at sort of saturation for yeah. building it's just very hard you know it's they hard to accumulate a no portfolio. scale yeah yeah no, you can't no scale, scale it yeah so but i 
at the same time though i do you know the airbnb thing is is interesting because i i do there is a, a lot of pushback uh, about airbnb and and the interesting thing about the pushback against airbnb is that it, it comes from the right and the left right yes correct uh, both right? sides yeah i mean uh you know the nimbyism phenomenon knows no uh is not red or blue it's that's not red a or blue, yeah. completely purple phenomenon yeah. right yeah. and so there's that but then there's also you know you see pushback from hotels as well in oh some great yeah vegas yeah hotels yeah vegas or but even in in other markets where the hotels are like hey you know these guys are are eating our lunch it, like in new york city the pushback against airbnb that happened years ago i mean it's been they pushed back against it before it was a thing mm. that was that was driven by the hospitality industry because tourism is a huge business in new york city and even though the you know the hotels the hotel industry certainly like you know made sure to say hey you're hurting the little guy with this airbnb yeah, stuff of course yeah. like it wasn't there was no organization of like homeowners trying to like you know were screaming about Airbnb. That wasn't a thing. It wasn't a grassroots thing. It was it was driven by the the tourism industry. So as a result, you know, it's Airbnbs are hard to find. I mean, they're there, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of restrictions around them. Mm -hmm. It's got to basically be like if you own a two family home, you can rent out one of your apartments in your house. Right. You know, stuff like that. You can yeah. rent out a room in your house that you live in, but you can't just do what people were doing ten years ago, where they were renting out apartments and then renting them yeah, as, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, I mean, the landlords don't like that too. Cause they're like, Hey, that should be our money. Yeah, so the, exactly. landlords, the, the landlords pushed back against that too. Um, it wasn't, like I said, the homeowners were like, Hey, this is great. I want to rent out. I want to make some extra money. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I think is going to happen is I do think single family homes kind of to your point, it was, it, it was in the sun. Because it hadn't been right for 50 mm -hmm. or 100 years. Wall Street thought single family homes was too. It wasn't efficient. You couldn't scale. They now believe it is. They proved it in 2010, 11, 12. They now know build for rent and they can get the stuff. But honestly, I think uh, I think the worldwide economy is going to struggle. I think they're I think they're basically going to change their focus. I think the opportunities to do debt refinancing or you know, take over companies. I, I think their focus will go elsewhere, right? When rates were zero, it was really hard to find returns in a crumbling economy. Opportunities will be everywhere. And I think Wall Street will just focus elsewhere pretty quickly, I think. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, because I, I think that these, you know, as you said, they've discovered mm -hmm. that there's some pretty good yields to be had in these mm -hmm. markets and they're very stable. Sure. Um, and uh it, it's attractive, which is why they're going into this, right? So I don't think that's going to change. Now, okay. there may be some other opportunities that come up, like you said, but I, I don't think this is going to go away. Okay. Um, what, one thing I do think that's really interesting, though, is that, you know, if it weren't for the great financial crisis, this probably wouldn't have happened. Oh, right? I agree. Totally agree. Yes. And there are, two, there are two reasons for that. One is that the reason Wall Street never thought about this before was because of the inefficiency involved. Like, yeah. how do you go and assemble a portfolio and manage a portfolio of single family homes to get by them one at a time? It just doesn't make sense. So just go yep. buy big buildings and be done with it. Yeah. And then what happened in the financial crisis was you could suddenly buy a thousand single family yeah, homes. They bought the one. entire book done. Yeah. You could buy them all at once from the bank. And that made them say like, hey, this is Ooh, something. Exciting. Yes. And exciting. then low interest rates right and all the things that we've discussed and the you know the affordability crisis that resulted from it 
led to you know more renter demand and that led to wall street going hey now that we know how to manage portfolios of single family homes yeah. let's just go build them because it's yeah. just easier we don't like all, we don't like 50 year old homes let's go get a brand new one oh not just that we don't like them spread all over the neighborhood we want exactly. them all in one place uh but now now they can they figured out how to do that so yeah it's, yeah. it's gonna be it'll be very interesting to see again i think I think eventually Wall or Wall Street, uh, Washington D.C. jumps in front of this, much like Airbnb, and says we can't have that. The American dream, this the American dream, that, and uh, they will uh, either be taxed or something to disincentivize. But we shall see. Jonathan, we got to wrap this up. Where can people find you and show your amazing? Oh yeah, uh, so uh, you can if you would like to invest with me, please Google Two Bridges Asset Management LLC and fill out the investor form. You'll find there. Uh, and if you would like to join my community, you can go to the uh, multifamily investment community on Facebook. Now, in the last session, I told you to go to multifamily launchpad. You can still go there, but there's a better place for you to go. I have this uh, free download, which yes. is the ultimate checklist, a step-by-step -step guide to buy your first 100-unit multifamily property with other people's money and get paid to do it. This is literally the entire, every single step of the process for syndicating deals how you do it right and this is a free download you can get by going to apartmentinvestorsclub.com no so, there you go yeah so this is everything is being rebranded as apartmentinvestorsclub.com we're relaunching this fall with everything uh but we do have the website up we have this free download there uh if you get on this if you go download this you'll get on my email list and that will also give you access to uh you know when I send out emails, when I send out deals, when I send out stuff. So yeah. one um, more time, what is the site? What's the link? It is apartmentinvestorsclub.com. And there, if you go there, you can get this free download, the ultimate checklist. It is basically an ebook, you know, it's called a checklist. It's like <laughs> yeah, 57 yeah. pages yeah. long. Yeah. It's um, an and it's, sure. yeah, it'll be, you know, just kind of, if you've ever wondered like how does syndication really work? What do you actually yep. have to do? Well, here's yeah. the checklist. Yeah, so. I got it. I printed it out. I wish I had it on my desk. It's actually on my nightstand at home. So <laughs> I, I did print it out. Well, I appreciate you, Jonathan. Have a wonderful week. Thanks. You too. Mm -hmm.